It's on and popping. That's your head. It's the podcast. Damien, describe this podcast in a sentence. Uh, death. Well, that's not a sentence. That's a word. See, I've already fucked up. Uh, uh, <laughs> comma, death. Uh, slowly uh. dying. You're close. Give them to me. Sandhausen 12. I knew you'd start with her. I thought I was going to just cut the intro in right there, but you did it better. Uh, death. <laughs> death. So, uh, hello, everybody. Uh, this week, we're not talking about uh, a Cronenberg romance, which I came up with because Damien was talking about an ex-girlfriend who would say to him things like, would you still love me if my <laughs> legs were made out of sausages? <laughs> which... Which I, you know, there's a lot to consider just there. So, would you? Would you still love her if she, her legs were made out of sausages? I mm. mean, not that you... Well, not, not that now, her now, no. Yet, <laughs> because her legs were made out of sausages. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I'm sorry, this can't work. Mm. No, I had no favourable response to those, those questions because it would invariably be um, at like three yes. in the morning. You know, um, <laughs> wake up, wake yeah, up. wake up, wake up. She'd like climb on my chest. She'd be like, "I want to ask you something." It's like, "What? What's, what's happened? What?" It's like when you say climb on your chest, was what? she like Thumbelina, like eight inches tall? <laughs> she was. Yeah, she was pretty short. Yeah, but she would yeah. like perch on my chest like a monkey. You know, <laughs> Jesus. Right, right, <laughs> like a monkey, right? Absolutely, you know. Um, but so you mean like like ass, like like asshole to chest skin? <laughs> Not quite that's a monkey like that. Said. No. I mean, really get their ass in there. Really grind, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. No, I'd have to, I'd have to wash it off. Yeah, but the, invariably asked me these asinine questions as, as a test of my boyfriendly worth, and that, that was the one that I. Would invariably remember um followed up by would you still love me if i was a carrot um, a carrot I, would you still love me if i was a, a stapler <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you hear some grating by the way are you like playing with some coins or something or is it just the connection we've got here oh it might be the chair the chair's rumbling a little bit um what can you i'm not yeah i can hear it like a yeah that might be the chair hang on <laughs> look at mr lardy die here with this fucking chair <laughs> Of course, yes. Sitting is a, is, a, is a luxury pastime for you. Uh, sitting is what I do, so I know all about it. Right. And okay. you're not doing it right. Apparently not, no. Not if things are creaking. Turns out it's not the chair, it... it's just my, my shattered pelvis. I'm just grinding it right now. <laughs> From your monkey girlfriend sitting on you. <laughs> when you say monkey, you're actually talking oh, yeah, like no, a no, no, sorry, gorilla. not monkey. Orangutan. Yeah. Crushed me. Orangutans don't look that heavy. <laughs> Well, you say that until they're set on your chest. Yeah. I mean, when you say you're talking like King Orangutan, because that's how it works. <laughs> Emperor the Orangutan. Orang Emperor Orangutan. <laughs> like 10 foot, you know? Yeah. I remember. Better um, part of a ton. Seeing somewhere, probably a David Attenborough thing or whatever, someone, you know, doing a wildlife documentary and saying, yeah, these are emperor penguins and they can grow up to be three feet tall. And I was like, three feet tall? That, no. Because I thought that penguins were six feet. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I first went to a zoo and I saw all these tiny little penguins, it was like, what the fuck is that? Well, they don't grow very large in captivity, you see, but in the wild. Oh, man alive. 
there's nothing stopping them. The sky's the limit. <laughs> like they're like goldfish, you know. They grow as large as the tank can kind of accommodate, really. So you've got David Attenborough there looking at all these penguins and like these penguins are huge. And like someone comes along like, no, these are the babies. We've got to go. We've got to go. <laughs> Just over the horizon, this enormous Cthulhu penguin comes. <laughs> of course, if they if they're reared in open air, then they'll grow to reach the sky. You know. Yeah, to reach. Reach the top of the studio, the Truman esque studio where they hit their head on some clouds. <laughs> uh, would you still love her if she was a penguin? Hmm. Probably love her more. <laughs> Maybe. I think, no, no. Hmm. No, not, not a penguin. I mean, they're, they're cute and all, but no, it can't be done. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, like entirely a penguin. Like it was a, a talking penguin. Like it was your girlfriend, but in uh, entirely in a penguin's body. That's. I mean, yeah, it would have to be. Would, it would be a to turn be, off. Yeah, it would have to be a different kind of relationship. I mean, if uh, <laughs> if there were still those romantic feelings there, I might feel the need to kind of look after and nurture it. But any kind of you know carnal entanglement. Start calling her it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not a person anymore at that point. She's a penguin. What are you doing this weekend, Damien? I'm giving it a bath. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, good. That'd be nice and romantic. <laughs> oh, I'll put on a spread, yeah. Yeah, candles and everything. <laughs> I don't know. What, the, the fucking idea of, like, legs or sausages. I don't know where she got it from. It's like, well, why? Why were your legs sausages? Why would they be sausages? I don't know. They just would be sausages. Has, has someone done something to you? And the, the best thing they could do in a pinch after, like, running your legs off, like, say, a car accident or something like that, was to apply <laughs> some kind of prosthetic in, in lieu of that? And the only thing at hand, the only thing available, there was a butcher across the road? What is going on here? It happened at the, the Melton Mowbray Meat Fest. <laughs> <laughs> they had to just quickly... Like, luckily, we do have these leg-sized sausages at hand. Oh, yes, if they um, had enough time, they would have applied short crust. They would have, uh, you know, <laughs> half-jobbed this one. But alas, you know, time was running out. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, I, imag I imagine when you told me that, I imagine them to be frankfurters <laughs> more than sausages. Right, okay. Right, like like chubby, the end of frankfurters, like basically like the width of her thigh. Right. And then a, a big make or break thing for me would be if it's just sausages and they just end... <laughs> That's okay, but if they've got like toes and feet made out of sausages, <laughs> oh right, okay, oh. yeah, yeah. Now I can see that. That's that's quite disgusting. Yeah, yeah. The other the other question I did get an answer to is like, well, are they like proportionately, you know, like leg sized, or are they just, you know, where the stumps of your thighs once were? They suddenly... what? And they're just like normal sausages. Normal sausages. Like... Are you suddenly like two two feet shorter? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, just like a sausage growing out of your stump. <laughs> I'd have that off. <laughs> I mean, it's a traumatic uh, accident, you know. Um, they, they, made, they do all this uh, emergency surgery and they heal the wounds and what have you, which has been living out of a wheelchair for the you know, last few months, and you've seen great progress in the, the flesh healing at the, the, the uh, site of the trauma. But uh, a few weeks after that, they start seeing these numps growing out the centre of them. <laughs> Flash forward to six months later, there's, you know, there's like eight inches of Cumberland worth. <laughs> At the centre of these wounds. They just never stop growing. 
After yeah, I mean, a while, I guess they have to start coiling them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, do they have the... Can she walk on them? <laughs> if they grew, grew indefinitely, would you let me se sever parts of them off and then either, one, taste them, or two, sell them, you know? Maybe turn this into a bit of a cottage industry? I mean, you're going to end up tasting them. <laughs> I mean, if it's a no to all these answers, then I guess I can't love you if your legs are fucking sausages. What's in it for I mean, me? Like, there's there's definitely a, a horror movie there where you, someone wakes up and their legs from, like, the thigh down are sausages. But it's still real-world physics. Like, they start rotting immediately. <laughs> you know, dogs are, are very interested. They can't really go outside. Okay, so then there's, there's going to be an element of maintenance where I will have to shear like the old sausage and just leave the fresh stuff while it can still keep, you know, and give is it its Is that how it works, Mr. Chef? Like, oh, th this sausage is rotten only on the outside. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to, gr you know, grade it. So, you know, if I let it grow long enough so she's got like regular length legs at least, the feet are going to be kind of rotten at that point, but I'm going to have to decide at what point do I, you know, say goodbye. How, how tall do I want her to get? How, like, her yeah. thighs are always going to be like healthy sausage material, but anything but, you know, shin area, it's, it's a bit gamey. Foot, feet, no. No, you, you can't sell that. I mean, I know people that would sell meat in that condition, but I'm I'd sure. like to think that... Uh, I'm above that, and I have never done that. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah, or it could just be like my legs are one sausage, <laughs> and then you'd have to like right so plant for a her. while. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't fall over. Grows as a mighty oak, but when it comes to springtime, sausages start fucking appearing, flowering from the leaves. The mighty sausage tree. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, wh what else would you say? Would I mean, you said that this was a regular occurrence where she would scoot her enormous red ass <laughs> up onto your... <laughs> now she's a baboon. <laughs> yeah. Your fragile naked body and demand <laughs> answers to these questions. Wait, any other... Mm. A little... Another question was well, if you had uh, severed arms. It was like, well, well, what kind of like facial deformity? Yeah, you know, if, what if I had no arms? Like, okay. I like, well, uh, and I just keep saying yes because I want to go to sleep. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. what she wants to hear. Surely. Like, yeah. What if I had like a really large hairy cock and balls? I thought, well, I'd love you even more then. <laughs> Can I go to sleep? Like when she says she has them, you mean like. <laughs> like in a, have jar. a vagina, <laughs> or she has like a really hairy cock and balls like on the back of her leg. Or oh something. no, 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 no! That's a nightmare. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's better. That's not. That's worse than if she was a man. <laughs> then I don't know. I mean, I could. I didn't. I understand what a man is. All right. <laughs> her words, not mine. Yeah, but like hair, you could do something about it being hairy. Like that's irrelevant, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I guess what she's saying there's going to be an insistence on not uh, like a no grooming policy. You know, she's obviously yeah. trying to see how far she can go before I say no. That's it. You're fucking done. Like, what so about not only if I was just a head in a jar, 
Yes. Okay, then. What about if I was just an enormous hairy cock and balls in a jar? <laughs> what if my head was on the end of a giant penis shaft? Just that. <laughs> no no arms, right? <laughs> no sausage legs. You don't have to deal with those anymore. That's fine. I'm not attached to anyone's body, so it's not going to be hairy. It's just I kind of undulate like a caterpillar. Would that be enough for you? Oh, so she has to, like, crawl. She can't just... <laughs> She can't move around like the the balls are sort of, you know, like... Uh, no, just the shaft. Popeye That's feet. It. <laughs> just the, the shaft. There's no balls involved. Right, so what's at the end, then? I don't know. Perhaps it's just... just I, I, I had no answers. I'd like to imagine it's just flush. You know, just like a tabletop. Right. And it's fine. Right. So you could use her as a draft excluder. <laughs> <laughs> And that's when I came around. It's like, yeah, sign me up. All right, where's the doctor? Every <laughs> <Big> cloud. <laughs> oh, this is a back alley affair. You don't say. <laughs> I'm glad you've already made the inquiries. It seems you knew the answer. Why are you asking these questions anyway? Yeah, I was a bit worried about it. But then when I heard the doctor talking to himself in his van about how people thought he was mad, but he'll prove them wrong, that, that comforted me a lot. <laughs> now, you see, if either one of us was Kevin Smith, we'd have a fucking new hit film on our hands. That'd <laughs> 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 have to be called Draft well, Excluder. you dad in it as well for a bit, for no reason. Just to like sling shit out of a window with a bucket, be like, "Get off my land!" <laughs> he says in that accent. Yeah, um, I mean, what if, what if her legs were just cock and balls, <laughs> two cocks? Now you're starting to sound like her. I mean, at this point, my cards are on the table. It's done. All right. <laughs> like, what if my? Would you still love me if my skin was made out of carpet? Like all, all of it. Hmm. Well, all of the carpet in the world. No, I know all of the skin, or just patches. Would it be all one type It'd be worse of carpet? If it was patches, wouldn't it? Hmm? I don't know. All of one type of okay. So you could have like, like a normal sort of berber for the chest, and then as you sort of go past the navel, it starts to become shag. Seventy like shag. <laughs> like like lime green shag. I mean, it wouldn't be pleasant to the touch, but, it, you know, it could be aesthetically pleasing. Perfect for storing crumbs. <laughs> Amongst other things. <laughs> you end up with, like, George Stobart pockets where you're just, like, pulling out, like, theodolites and things <laughs> from there. And do a whole magic trick. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Good. Good. Cock and balls. I'm glad we... Is that what she says? <laughs> if I was just a shaft... And so there's no there's no head then. It's, oh no, her, it's, her actual head would be the head. So then... As, so is there a, when I get is bored of hearing a talk, I can just roll up the mask again. <laughs> oh, I, a, I made myself is, so sad. <laughs> I mean, when... Okay, so I guess there's like some sort of... Uh, uh, what would the word be like a suction cup at the base so she doesn't fall, <laughs> <laughs> fall 
fall over her all the right. time. So I can like lift her up and then like put her on a window or something like that. Would yeah, you... and then sit on her. <laughs> or hang some clothes off her or something. I don't know. I suppose. Well, no, I, 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 I would imagine I would just fall off unless she was happy. Right, that's, I guess that's where we were going. Like, is the, I mean, I guess it is like an erect cock, otherwise... Again, depends on the mood, surely. I, well, I guess if it's not erect, you're just going to have like this like chrysalis thing, <laughs> right? Like, it's going to look like someone left the slugs out. Yeah, I think, yeah. I thought so, too. And there's no neck. I mean, because that would be worse if, if there was this... this Peanut chef that suddenly tapers in, <laughs> and then, and then it's her head. Because when we're saying enormous, we don't mean like it's enormous. Like the the cock is as wide as her body. It's like three feet wide. Oh my god! Okay, fine. <laughs> and then just a normal size head on top of that. Well, that, mm, hmm. No, I don't think I could do that. I think that might be the limit. I mean, she's probably not going to be too uh, chuffed to hear from me right now, but I think I can give an answer to a question finally. Just... <laughs> I've, I've, I've explored the concept. Right now, what sort of cock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess if she's if uh, the the enormous penis chef that makes up her body isn't circumcised, she has a nice hood for the rain. <laughs> All right, so if she's three feet wide, how tall is she now? Because, I mean... Still only five feet. Right, okay. Cause, it's yeah, a, it's a chode. Oh, God. Yeah, when I immediately, uh, originally envisioned this, you know, I thought it'd yeah. be kind of like pet-sized or something. You know, uh, like a medium-sized so dog. You're talking so like an 18-inch cock. Yeah, something like that, you know. So I could but definitely no hold it in my arms, you know. I'd probably have to do the um, duty of, like, transporting her to, uh, you know, various engagements and what have you. Um, I'd obviously wrap her up in many shawls and what have you and, and try to explain it's a, a genetic condition or something like that. Try not to... Try and disguise it as best I could. I'm sure she'd understand that. I'd hope she, hope she would be too embarrassed that I could be honest about her situation, but at the same time, you could probably she'd save to... yourself some money by getting, you know, one adult, one child to the cinema <laughs> and things like that. Even, you know, depending on her size, like even just wearing a large coat and sneaking her in. That's a very good point. Yeah, there are actually I mean, quite you, a you few could, pros to you this. You wouldn't have to get her uh, any plane ticket; just put her in your bag, hmm. store her in overhead luggage. Oh uh, yeah, I think I might have ended this re relationship prematurely because this is this is. Starting to sound attractive. Yeah. What about if she was storage. an enormous vagina? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what about if she was in an enormous vagina? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense, does it? That's just ridiculous. <sighs> yeah, that does make no sense. Everything else, fine. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what if my body was an enormous arsehole? <laughs> Some would argue that I am already that. <laughs> so then it would just be like like a massive hairy hula hoop with a head on top of it. There's or no rectum or that, or, or more frighteningly, when the sphincter contracts, it reveals the face, no? Oh, I see. Yes. I see. So you've got a bit of Beeble Brooks going on. <laughs> 
And then whenever you, she does that, you're just like, not now, honey, go to sleep. <laughs> I have to leave the country right now after seeing that. That's <laughs> fucking revolting. I told you not to do that. But I need to breathe, tough shit. No. We, had, we came up with uh, a code of conduct, rules of decency here, when we, we agreed to undergo this. You talked me into this. Surgery. <laughs> and what do you get out of it? I, I mean, that's the one thing you never answered me. Why? Why this giant asshole? Instead of your arms and legs. Um, you know, I happened to come across a story the other day. Have you seen the conjoined twins uh, who are two, I guess they're in their 30s now. Um, but they were pretty well documented when they were younger in their teens. It's essentially two girls who are, um, who more or less are two heads on one body. Have you seen them? Uh, I've heard of them. Um, pretty, so what's this, uh, what is the story now? Pretty famous. Um, I came across the other day just, you know, what they were up to and, um, one is a teacher. Okay. And and um, they they I can't remember their names. Sorry. Let's just call them Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> they um, they they only get one salary for that. Okay. And I was just wondering what what is the what are the ethics behind that? Because they're two people who but, are conjoined. Right. Yeah. You know, I understand like, that. Yeah. But there's only one so, teaching, right? That's that's what what I there's heard. Only one, one of them is there's only one. I mean, there's only one teaching. Yeah. I mean, even if there were two teaching, like, how's that going to work? Mm. Like, you don't. You know, I've never been in a classroom where two teachers are like finishing each other's sentences or anything. That doesn't seem beneficial. But they are two people. Um, I mean, it, like, <laughs> the the teacher does. Does she teach and the other one is like just checking her phone or what? Yeah, just kind of hanging out. I don't know. Um, I mean, so it's just this job is definitely prescribed to just one person. One person seems to be passionate about the course and has the skills and what have you and does the work. Or, or does, this, does the other twin chip in? It, uh... No, it's no, it's just one of them is a teacher that's that's it and and they get you know and she gets paid her salary and the other one gets nothing right but the other one obviously has to be there yeah and you know do all that does the other twin uh, have any kind of uh, any other job uh, try that again does the other uh, twin have a job do they take it in turns I, to well, work? I don't. I or don't think it would uh, be possible for her to have a, a job because they're in, they they like literally share the same body just mm -hmm. two different heads so it's not like she can like be like right well now you've done your teaching i'm off to my night job right, like the body yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the body is going to be tired yeah well i mean i don't know how it works if it surely can't be a, like a full-time thing um I, perhaps maybe one week does teaching the other, then next week the other one stack shelves i don't know or is it just one is essentially the full you know the breadwinner and what have you and they have very uncomfortable talks at the end of the day about how the other one's a fucking way strong and she does all the work <laughs> <laughs> Sponging off my hard-earned money. I mean, what if what if the one who isn't a teacher? What if she's like, uh, oh, um, before we go in, I'm just going to smoke some crack. 
<laughs> no, you can't Don't do worry. that. <laughs> Nothing to do with you. I don't, yeah, I don't. It just seemed it just seemed like a bit unfair. I, I guess. would say so, yeah. But but then then I don't know. Is it is it fair to pay her twice as much when she is only doing the job of one person? I don't I don't know. It just looks interesting. <laughs> well, if there were two people doing the job, doing two, what, achieving two workloads, I would say yeah, two salaries. But I'm <laughs> I'm fucked if I know. They can't. Then there won't be much in terms of legal precedence for something like this. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, what I read said that um, she was an elementary school teacher, so I guess the oh. school would have to like let people, yeah, like listen. There's something you should know about. She's know. got two heads. <laughs> <laughs> no, she only has one head, but she's very close to her sister. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, sure, if it's a, li- I figured it would at least be like high school or something like that. Um, oh, that'd be better. Well, because at least you'd have more developed minds that could kind of cope with that a little bit. I mean, granted, teenagers, are, you know, are fucking immature, right? They would relentlessly take the piss, but I'm sure the young children, would there be anything taught in those lessons? It, would not every question be like, why do you have two heads? We've we, been through this, Reginald. I don't have two heads, all right? We share a body. Yeah. I don't know though. Maybe in high school though, I, I know. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean about you know people taking the piss because they, you know, they haven't, they haven't developed. Or the you know, college and upwards. That I mean, live under. But surely, you know, like if you, you know, I don't know, like if you, we went to high school with someone in a like a teacher in a wheelchair. You couldn't have taken the piss out of him, and people be on board with that. Behind closed doors was a very different. Behind lesson. closed doors is a different thing, obviously. I mean, when we took the piss out of him, it wasn't because of his fucking wheelchair. No, <laughs> it was because of his. It was because what his what a failed attempt at being a filmmaker um, was it not? Well, he just just thought he was. I know he just, he, he just, he was he not just new teacher new teacher syndrome, wasn't it? You know, like I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be the dad these kids always needed and like a California teacher like yeah yes and, and it's then... a good time to mention that you know he was in a wheelchair because he lost his leg in a motorbike accident this wasn't some like genetic thing he was born with he you know he, at one point in his life he was he, he fancied himself quite flash and it unfortunately for him blew up in his face in a horrible accident well I didn't I didn't know about him fancying himself as being flash oh no this is no this is all my assumption yeah, yeah, right. yeah 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 but yeah. considering He's his probably co- selling drugs from that motorbike <laughs> you know. when we say mo- I mean it wasn't his motorbike probably of course it was stolen because he was dealing fucking it was heroin I mean it was heroin yeah the reason Two kids he had that as well accident, because they're they're easier to get hooked on it yeah and the reason he had that that, that accident is because one disgruntled father who lost his daughter to heroin addiction took it upon himself to kind of seek vengeance that's right and he wasn't even like saying to these kids like hey try this heroin it's free it's great he was saying like oi you need some vitamins let me inject some vitamins into you and then as he injects them he was going ah, 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 gotcha ah, i'm gonna make all sorts of nasty films with you in order to pay for these vitamins <laughs> like that <laughs> he got what, what was coming to him uh, no we would take the piss out of him because it was the new teacher syndrome of you know, I'm going to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and make a difference. And 
he was actually quite, you know, not not wrongly, not, you know, mm-hmm. not unreasonably quite bitter. Yeah. And he wasn't, you know, and that would come out a lot. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you, you know, you're quite right. I'm just, I'm, I haven't thought about this dude in a lot. I can't even remember his fucking name, actually. I'm just trying to, str- str- I'm scrambling to. Uh... Do you remember when we were talking about if he goes to Ascot? And it's Mr. Bancroft in the lead. <laughs> there, Bancroft. There we go. Thank you. Well, and global yes. warming has set in. He's now got two feet of water gone to the end with, but he's still going. <laughs> the battery on that wheelchair is like no other. Like 200 cc's of horsepower. He's... <laughs> 200 cc's. That's pretty impressive, really. <laughs> yeah, he's going at like 80 <laughs> miles an hour. That was the joke, was it not? Because he'd engineered... No, the, such... jo- the joke was, was that he was competing against, like... Full-sized horses, and, <laughs> and he was basically going as fast as a hairdryer. <laughs> yeah, but he was joke. still there, you know, with his like flight goggles and a massive, you know, massive woolly scarf that was never, you know, nevertheless blowing in the in in the wind, looking like it was a hurricane, but still, yeah, the, all the two joke miles was an the, hour. This took so long that, like, by the time he finished, it was like the, it was post-apocalyptic. <laughs> like society had crumbled like fifteen years earlier. <laughs> not very nice is it um yeah anyway what, what were we saying about him i don't know how we brought it up but oh, we were talking about conjoined twins so naturally we <laughs> someone, the closest thing we've encountered in our time <laughs> at school someone who lost their leg in an accident <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing very sheltered lives <laughs> uh uh meh. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I was yeah, you know, I was just really sort of asking you what you think. Like, should should the other twin who has to be there? I mean, you can't really say like we should pay them double because then you would get a teacher who doesn't have two heads. <laughs> well, how about like during recess? You know, she goes out. Um, they they give her a, a, a mop bucket and what have you, and the others, you know, the other sister like does the halls or something. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say they put the mop bucket on the other one's head. <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be that would be insensitive. I'm talking about progressing here. All right. <laughs> Offer well, as much s- opportunity as possible. So they don't scare the little kiddies. They have like a a series of mirrors, <laughs> smoke and mirrors, and no Every one ever realizes. Every time a child puts their hand out, they say it's a trick of the light. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe we should move on now, um, at the risk of saying something. We've already alienated, alienated ourselves as much as we can do at this point, so I think it's fine. Let's double down. <laughs> well, but, but one question uh, then is: that, Did it Good. mention where the yeah. uh, school was? Because uh, for something like this, they have to be quite out there. I'm presuming like a Californian thing. Um, no, I I don't know if it did. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, good, good on her for getting a job and everything. If I had, uh, if I had a brother stood next to me, I know what we'd be doing. Look at me! I've got two heads. Free drinks, please. <laughs> you now guess. you're wondering I, if I if I drink it down, can he throw it up? <laughs> well, for that, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna require. I'm gonna another need drink. another fucking drink. <laughs> <laughs> like he's dead. I mean, like, you know, he's just... <laughs> this rushing head hanging from your neck. <laughs> yes. Dangling now. It's clear, clearly, like, 
Yeah, is this anything to do with that graveyard theft? <laughs> <laughs> Just dug up a head and sewn it to my own neck. <laughs> Look, he looks like me. No, no, that requires some commitment. Sewing it would be painful. I reckon it's a gaffer tape job. It'll be absolutely fine. No one will know. Gaffer tape job and a nice big turtleneck. No one will ever know. <laughs> one of those foreskin jumpers I've heard so much about. My ex makes them now, don't you know? <laughs> Some people get ha get paid for donating their hair. She gets paid for donating her ample foreskin. <laughs> it's regenerative. What? Why does a penis have a foreskin but doesn't have an afterskin? I feel this is a setup of a joke, is it not? I don't know why. No. <laughs> There's a question, right? Oh, was that the punchline? <laughs> because your mom. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Um, you know, we haven't done one of these in a long time. There was some new toilet news, wasn't there? <laughs> we, talk, we do toilet talk every week with Damien. <laughs> I'm, the hand yes. that flushes the toilet. <laughs> yes, but... I'm surprised it's not was, a jingle. <laughs> there was something new. That you sent me, and it was a while ago because I we were going to do this podcast like quite a while ago. I ha I was going to ask you all sorts of things about um, the Winter Olympics, like why would anyone watch them, and, <laughs> and did you know they were happening, and how is it fair that there's a Winter Olympics? There's no fucking Desert Olympics. I'd love to see some Bedouin fucking sandboard down a, a dune or something. That does sound pretty um, tits, actually. Yeah, I can get behind that. Honestly, it sounds just as boring as all the rest. <laughs> yeah, but with the element of heat stroke. <laughs> yes. Which makes it exciting. Frozen. I did hear that someone's penis froze <laughs> out there. <laughs> Is there, there there's more to that story, and I must know what. I think it was like a Finnish cross-country skier or something. Right, okay. Yeah, I mean, there must have been something like that. Presumably right? closed. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I mean, sorry, buddy, but what did you expect? <laughs> the Olympic Committee are like, we told him it gets very cold. We told him that we had a strict set of rules and regulations as well, but by, by participating in this manner, he's already disqualified himself from any potential awards. He's out <laughs> of the ranking. Our little list here, he was never actually invited. <laughs> Who is this man? I don't know, some of us um, were in vault over the... Uh, over the barriers, he's wearing a flag on his chest at least, so he must be a competitor. So I was going to ask you all, all about that stuff, but obviously that's been and gone. Um, but you did send me a video, and essentially it's a, it's a video, I guess, from where Damien works, of the women's bathrooms. And they've put a toilet seat on the toilet, and it's backwards. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Um, well, it's not the it women's bathroom. There's a staff I mean... room, so it's co-ed. But yeah, um, <laughs> so we don't. Uh, those toilets, I'm sure I mentioned, like have faulty hinges on them. So for for a while, they were just a facade. You know, if you went to go take a shit or something, you'd have to hold it in place either side of the toilet to sit down. Or what or, was a facade? Um, like the actual the toilet, toilet seat, because it wasn't attached. Um, I, if it was invariably like oh. propped up against the wall, but if. You would either Maybe try... that's the future. Everyone has their own toilet seat that they keep around their neck. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was thinking, that's actually quite hygienic. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you run it under the tap after you're done. <laughs> There'd be like a special kind of sink for it, no? 
Or maybe it's like eating up, um, like a sort of it's like a cow dip. <laughs> like an antiseptic dip that you just dip the entire thing into, shake it off, and it goes back, back around your neck. You can have all sorts. You can have like LGBT colours. You know, do you like blue? You can get it in blue, get it in Barbie pink, whatever you want. You can have it with LEDs and stuff like that. Or like, you know, those belt buckles, you know, with the LEDs. So you could have like personalized messages and stuff like that. You can really like capture the essence of your identity, really make a personal statement. Yeah. It's basically the modern version of the Elizabethan ruffle. <laughs> Like, are you gonna have a? Are you gonna have like a small toilet seat? Are you gonna have a big toilet seat? <laughs> you could have like a kinky toilet seat with like metal spikes. When we say Elizabethan rough. Now like the toilet seat is no longer hanging around the neck. I think it's like quite a, a toilet seat with a small aperture, so it fits snugly around the neck and acts as a as acts as a collar. So I'm gonna presume that at this point, most of them are you know have at least a degree of like uh, the rim is a uh, is rubber, so to allow it- for well. Like the Elizabethan the boot neck. <laughs> so essentially, like you could you could have that there, and then you could hang off everything else, and then your your own diving bell. Mm. It's also a nifty tool for dining as well. You know, diving, diving, clamming. Um, oh, I said dining actually. I mean, I, oh, I was thinking in terms of it, it would act in terms of like a, a bib in ter- uh, or a napkin, and what have you. So you wouldn't have to worry about any. On uh, unnecessary uh, spillages and stuff like that. I mean, maybe because as, the, as you know, uh, most toilet seats are designed with a material that uh, allows for easy wiping, uh, as it would naturally need. <laughs> so to you're be. saying we can get rid of that? That's old fashioned. I want my toilet seat made out of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> what, what's the worst material for a toilet seat? Sawdust. I was going to say sandpaper. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, I mean, we've already touched on it, but carpeting, shag carpeting, would be a p- particularly disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't suppose after a few years, it's not going to be shag anymore. <laughs> it's going to be wet dog, <laughs> or like pumice stone or something. Like you're never going to get the piss out of that. <laughs> yes, but your the backs of your thighs, the upper, <laughs> and the, the lower regions of your ass cheeks are always perfectly exfoliated. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, maybe that people should just carry their own toilet around. <laughs> maybe people should toilet it the fuck in. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a friend who was like, I guess his uh, his hobby was basically sleeping, and it, he always said that if he had the money, he'd try and invent a Davros chair. Okay. Davros is the, the baddie. I, yeah, from, that's all I know. Doctor Who. Um, yeah, but he's basically in a. Like met, God, lots of wheelchair talk this time. He's in a, <laughs> he's in a sort of like electric wheelchair, and it, it also is his life support system and everything. Basically, this guy's t- idea for a Davros chair would just be a chair I never have to leave because I can shit into it, <laughs> <laughs> and it has wheels, and perhaps it makes electricity out of my shit. <laughs> You know, because like biofuel, he's put some thought into it at least. Yeah, I mean, you could sell that. People would buy that. Yeah, well, what, 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 I mean, would the armrests have like coolers in them? You know, for like uh, a couple of beers or something like that. The way he described it, I don't think there was an armrest. I think it was like all the way up to the neck. <laughs> it was like you—you you were just ahead on this chair, walking, you know, going around. 
just with a very content look on his face as he's constantly shitting. You've obviously given your arms up for the much superior pincer and plunger. <laughs> well, I mean, you may as well double down at that point because you'd be living without shame at that point. Yeah. It may as well be as weird as possible. <laughs> canvas. That would be quite an interesting toilet seat cover. <laughs> not, not cover, toilet seat. Like pure canvas. Uh, lead. Lead, okay. What with, if you're breathing with lead. I mean, I'm presumably quite cold. Oh, I guess like, if you get hungry, you could have a nibble on it. <laughs> Chalk. Chalk would be delightful. <laughs> Yeah, and then you know, gets you ready to go climbing afterwards. <laughs> Crayola, <laughs> but like a heated toilet seat as well. <laughs> so it gets a yeah, bit no, runny. You, you, you've got to get it heated a little bit so that oh. it can, you know, really form around your ass. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> toilet seat made out of, <laughs> of chocolate. <laughs> I mean, not just that way. Through, like nougat chocolate. <laughs> that, that way, that way, you don't have to disguise any un- unnecessary <laughs> any mistakes. <laughs> Very discreet is the chocolate toilet seat. There you go. Now yeah. from Toblerone. It's not just for Christmas. <laughs> it's for about six or seven uses before you discard. So they have to be they have to be relatively cheap. We're talking about a disposable product here. I suppose so. <laughs> I suppose all, all toilet seats are ultimately disposable, aren't they? Well, it um, seems to be uh, the case at work. <laughs> yeah, so so I guess what prompted this is, yes, they, they put the toilet on, seat on backwards. And by backwards, I mean that when you close it, the lid it goes down first. First, and, and then the toilet then seat the, afterwards, yeah. Yeah, so there's no way you can use it uh, as a woman, without either just hovering over the toilet or just touching porcelain, like mm-hmm. your fucking Hannibal Lecter. And yeah, well, as I was saying to you, they, they they take like minutes to install. I mean, there, there was there would be nothing stopping the person who installed that a from seeing that they'd done that and b from correcting it in minutes. Absolutely, I mean, there's a very flawed pattern of thinking here i mean we were talking about it and you speculated it's an act of utter utter contempt for their employers because i can't see how any rational mind could look back at that and say yep that's good enough yeah i mean it must you know it's either it, it can't be incompetence i guess is what i'm saying it's either someone who was like fuck you fuck you or someone who was on like serious drugs i mean that is also a possibility yeah um, I mean, that video did the rounds with uh, all the work groups uh, pretty yeah. pretty quickly, and everyone kind of saw the funny side of it, but there was, uh, the head of maintenance um, caught wind of it, and he desperately had to go around saying, for fuck's sakes, this was not my work. Please do not attribute this to me. This is fucking embarrassing. So and who was that? it? Um, apparently for this little odd job, they just got somewhat... Uh, not just an odd job, but a couple of little bits around the restaurant they had. Uh, someone else come in, a third party contractor or something like that um who naturally they obviously are not going to be paying uh after that but um yeah i, I don't know um i just took it as at his word that he didn't do it but i know he is also quite a disgruntled employee as well so but i don't yeah. see why uh he would 
particularly take a dig at um, well, well, the, the low level, the people on the ground floor. You know, that was a staff bathroom. It was it's co-ed. It wasn't the women's bathroom. I know the video I sent you could obviously hear it was um, um, my sous chef. And she discovered it. You can hear her voice in it. I think something's not quite right, Tia. But um, yeah, I've I mean, just taken a shit on the inside of the lid. Well, I very almost, very nearly did, you know, very various points during that day because I was there at the time. I don't know how I missed it because it happened while I was, you know, in the back. It was it was only a few feet away, but it's only like an hour after the fact when I saw this video. I had to go and check, but throughout the day I kept going for my necessaries, and uh, I mean, there are two uh, toilets in that staff room, and that one was my toilet choice. And every time I go <laughs> in there, I'm like, ah, everyone's but, favorite, yeah. <clears throat> But there are obviously there are points where, you know, since it's a 15, 16 hour shift. So after a while, I, I mean, towards the end of it, I was fucking knackered. And despite the fact I've, you know, been there a couple of times, um, you know, habit should re like really reinforce that. But after a certain point, you're too kind of knackered to kind of know the difference. And uh, last time I had but like my uh, my trousers, you know, around my knees at one point, uh, <laughs> like turning around. It's like, oh, wait. <laughs> I very, very nearly could have like fired before I sat down on it as well. <laughs> but yeah. disaster averted, everyone. So don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, just fucking. I'm not surprised. You know, that's the worst thing. Well, I mean, everyone was like, once the kind of. The chuckles had worn off. Everyone like legitimately kind of pissed off about it. Um, I'm oh yeah, someone yeah, I would like, be. You know, uh, uh, just like piss on it out of fucking spite. Um, it's like, how have you not got this person back immediately to fix this fucking shit? Hell, just like give me a fucking wrench and I'll fucking do it. You know? Yeah, it doesn't even need a wrench usually. I mean, like half of them have the, you know, it's like a wing nut, so you can do it with your hand. Well, yeah, I think that's kind of what kept happening with the toilet seats in the first place. I think people would, like, sit down with such force that, you know, it would eventually just kind of <laughs> loosen these fucking screws underneath. Yeah, you I just mean, need to tighten them. That's, mm. that's it. I know all about the toilet seats. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Connoisseur. A visionary, yeah. as we're discovering this evening. <laughs> yes. You're taking the toilet seat to brave new places. <laughs> McDonald's in my, on my portable <laughs> toilet chair. It's powered by my own urine. <laughs> and sense of self-accomplishment. Um, well, where, where I live right now, um, which Damien has been to, uh, it has my uh, apartment. It's a one-bedroom apartment overlooks an alley. Remember? Yep. Yep. So out there the other day, um, out there... I hear uh, uh, the window's open. Uh, my wife is having a cigar outside of the window. And from out there, I hear, like, oh, God, there's a lady up there. And I'm like, what's going on? And I look outside. It's like midday. And there's mm -hmm. a woman squat pissing <laughs> in the alley. Right? And, I mean, it, it's an alley behind... Uh, I don't, what would you call it? Like a, a strip mall, essentially. Like there's, a, there's yeah. a Chipotle, there's a barbecue place, there's a Domino's. There's, you know, there's places that have bathrooms. 
And she's she's there, and then I I went to the window and looked, and immediately saw what was happening. I was like, oh fuck it, I looked away, and then all I could hear was this woman saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And you know that made it better because um, New Year's Day, I think it was, like three o'clock in the morning, the same thing happened exactly <laughs> the same place. This woman, this like SUV pulled up. Obviously, people who don't live here, um, and this fucking fat woman got out and just started pissing and uh, me and Christina are just watching this and then the dog starts barking and this this woman you know looks up at the dog and just starts yelling to the dog fuck you fuck you like what you're the one yeah. pissing there is it sorry Very is it strange. the same woman as well no 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 oh, right, no okay. completely different people and like i say the whilst the second one was in daytime where you think just go to her bathroom yeah. Just the fact that she was saying I'm sorry, it it made it better. It didn't make it right, but it was like <laughs> okay, all right. That's what you know, that that's way better than like fuck you. Like don't piss in my alley. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Uh a day before today, um no, sorry, two days three days ago, I see this guy shuffling along. Again, I'm having my morning stogie. And this guy's shuffling along and he's got like, you know, he looks like a fucking heroin addict. And he's looking around and he goes behind the dumpster and he starts shooting up. Right, and okay, I, I shout out to him, what are you doing? No reaction at all. And then shuffles off. Yesterday, he comes back at the same time and does the same thing. It just, that's it. That's, yeah. that's the end. I, I didn't, I'm not going to do anything. Mm. I mean, I, I kind of I sympathize, you know, you know, I'm sorry that you're addicted to heroin, but don't fucking do it there. Hmm. Well, I mean, can't be many environments where it's uh, going to be acceptable. I think, yeah. No, no, but, no, but I mean, don't do it near where people live. I mean, you know, yeah, I agree. Like, where's he going to go? But fucking hell. <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see that. You know, I don't want to be around that. They'll leave needles around and stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'll go. I'll, I'll talk to you about what I'm doing now. I don't usually talk about, like, where I live and stuff that much on this podcast but i will right now um so i live in indiana as i said before i I think i said it on the podcast and loads of people said i went to indianapolis once never again (laughs) things like that (laughs) but i don't know what did you think of indianapolis when you came here uh well i saw it in a relatively good light um granted the two weeks i spent out there were you know, it was uh, just a good laugh, and also went during uh, some pretty exceptional weather as well. So for me, it was yeah. a blast. But I it was like August twenty nineteen. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but we didn't really venture out aside aside from because no. well, aside from working at that set and then going back to yours, there wasn't really much kind of branching out beyond that. I think we went maybe one or two bars like early on before we yeah, started we walked, um, shooting. We walked but... from the center down the canal. Yeah. Didn't we? Which is, you know, I guess one of the main attractions. Yeah. But we're also, Um, you know, like pretty baked in the sun as well. So that's, I have no idea of what my surroundings were really like, but I had a lot of fun. (laughs) I mean, it's definitely, like, I I honestly think it's a nicer city than Sheffield, which is where I'm from. Um, There, I think Indianapolis is like twice as big in terms of population, but they have a sort of similar history in that they were industrial towns 
Okay. You know that that sort of, you know, couldn't really couldn't really keep up with their reason for existing in the eighties, and you know, Indianapolis sort of revitalized itself. And I haven't been to Sheffield in years, but I don't think it has. Um, but yeah, it's just gotten to this point now, where, like I told you before, didn't I? That I heard a guy get shot down here. Well, like actually heard the gun you mean or just heard yeah i thought story. i told you on the on the podcast i heard a guy i heard like bang 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 and a like a death scream like ah jesus well i mean yeah. there's no there's no reason to say you didn't but i've already forgotten <laughs> yeah well fine i heard, heard that i mean one time um, this car drove up and this guy was like beating this woman to death and stuff and I, it's not like Oh, fucking Indianapolis, so much as, you know, this happens in all big cities. But I, I live downtown. Uh, the reason I live downtown is that my wife used to have a... She used to be, the, um, she used to be a waitress in a certain revolving restaurant named <laughs> after one of Hitler's retreats. Um, and, uh, you know, she... So she lived downtown because she could walk there. And she made pretty good money there, more than I've ever made. She made mm -hmm. like 40 grand a year there and um in late 2020 you know they they were not giving any sort of shit about covid protocols or protecting people you know there was one guy who lived with someone with covid and thought he had covid and said i have a cough i have a temperature and they said well come in and we'll do some tests they never had any tests they said okay well we don't have any tests we'll just take your temperature with a the thermometer they don't have any thermometers. And they just said, no. oh, you'll be fine. All yeah, this. I'm just going to put the back of my hand against your head. That'll be a good gauge. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't imagine they even did that. All of this stuff and, you know, um, Christina, my, Christina, my wife, is someone who speaks up. And they did not like that. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, this, from what I can really gather, this restaurant... Um, it's like 60 years old. It was quite prestigious at one time, probably, probably 40, 30 years ago. And it's, it's waned over time. And what happened at some point was it was sold and sold and sold again. And the people who own it, well, I don't even know if they own it now, but the people who owned it back in 2020, um, they're a real estate company. And what they do is they buy like very large hotels and things like that. Um, not to operate them, but the, the, their business is we're going to buy it and then in five years we're going to sell it for 50% more, which could be in the order of hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So they didn't give a fuck about how things run at all. Um, so during, during the early days of the pandemic, uh, they took $50 million of PPP loans. Do you know what those are? No, I don't they're 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 essentially low like forgivable loans for businesses to help them get through the pandemic right, and okay. keep staff on they took that at the same time they got rid of their ent entire house cleaning staff right so you would go around this hotel and it would just be fucking filthy um they also um uh, they also completely slashed uh, how uh, not housekeeping um what's it called uh room service wages they said you live on tips now 
right? Yeah, of so, the, so they they started paying these people two pounds, two dollars, like fifty an hour, and then just you live on tips. Anyone who's worked in room service can tell you you're going to get fucked with that. Mm-hmm. People do not tip room service like they tip in restaurants in in America. Yeah, and, and it's anyway, at a time where there was there wasn't surely not going to be a lot of people you know staying in that hotel. So this well, you'd hope not, but it, it just went on and off where it was like, well, we're only going to have like twenty percent occupancy. Oh no, we're back to normal. Oh no, back to twenty percent. Oh well, we're going to have twenty percent occupancy, but we are going to host you know the girls' basketball league for a week and all this shit. And anyway, it just got like so much, um, and they clearly wanted my wife to leave because she was a troublemaker. Uh, and in November of 2020, I just basically said, just quit and come and help me with YouTube. And that's what she does now. And she does a lot of research for me. She'll edit this podcast because God fucking knows I can't. <laughs> well, that's what she tells you, but uh, <laughs> just puts it up. Yeah. Some weeks it's just and, one track as well. <laughs> and all of that, but... You know, so so this happened, and you know, I, um, you know, we so we went from having like two incomes, and her hers was, you know, I don't make that much on YouTube. I mean, I'm not complaining. I don't do it for the money, but I don't like fucking make. I've seen comments where it's like, "You're rich because you're on YouTube." Like, no. <laughs> um, and like I say, that's fine, whatever. But. It just it's just at the point now where it's like um so essentially what happened was I used to live in a small one studio apartment in the same building uh and then I moved to this apartment, which is a one bedroom apartment and um there's always been mice there was mice in the downstairs one there was mice in the upstairs one, the one I'm in now. Mm-hmm. The only reason I got the upstairs one was because the woman who was here before saw a mouse and was like, I can't do this. I'm leaving. And, you know, got out of it that way. There's always been mice. I've like constantly asked them, like, can you fill in the gaps underneath the heater and all this? And I've done all of it myself with, you know, like foam and fucking put loads of fucking duct tape around the kitchen, around the cooker and shit like that. And about a month ago, um, I caught a couple of mice with a sticky trap. Basically, I'm pretty pretty sure that, yeah, they weren't very big. The first one that we caught with a sticky trap, like two or three years ago, that was a juicy fucker. (laughs) Succulent. It was was not pleasant to watch it die. No, it's not. No. Um, But the Orkin guy, because they have an Orkin guy who comes around here once a month. He gave us these sticky traps, you know, oh, these are better. Fucking hell. Horrible. But anyway... Um, it was caught on one of those sticky traps and it didn't die straight away. The other ones that I've caught, the other two that I've caught, they died straight away on them. Mm -hmm. But this one was big and it was like, it was almost big enough to like get get up. It couldn't get unstuck, but it was almost big enough to start running around again. And its tail was going, like it was struggling. Yeah. yeah, And then eventually its tail got stuck. Because so those sticky traps, right? They're, so they, they're glued, right? But there, there is they, a poison on them as well. So, yeah, it's meant to kill them. It's meant to kill them straight away, as right. far as as far as I understand. Um, but it was it was screaming. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, no. Um, whereas the other ones were like little dorm, you know, dormice, 
field yeah. mice, and they did die straight away because um, basically it saw uh, one or two and was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Before they would come from under the oven, and I've, years ago now, I filled under the oven with um, like wire mesh and then st- stuck it. Mm-hmm. And these I saw in the bedroom. Like, there's no food in the bedroom. We don't eat in the bedroom. Like, oh, okay, so they must be coming in through here. I'm pretty sure they were coming in through under the heater in the bedroom. So, okay, well, I'm going to go to bed and then they'll go because they're nocturnal. And then tomorrow, I'll stick it up. But I'm pretty sure that I trapped them in here. <laughs> um, and they've yeah, been multiplying. Unfor- <laughs> unfortunately. So, so, yeah, I remember chasing one around. And then, where is it, where is it, look over to the trap. It's on the trap, dead already. So it died very quickly, uh, as did the other one. But anyway, the night before last, which was the day after the second woman pissing, and (laughs) the first day of the heroin guy behind the biffer bins, um, uh, go to bed, um, put the lights on, walk in, and then, ah, I think I saw a mouse. It could have been a shadow, but I'm like eighty percent sure sure I saw a mouse. And like this all started with me like, you know, you know, hoisting up my petty tails. Ah a mouse. Eek a penis. You know, ah, a mouse. You know, like, oh my god. And now I'm just I'm just over it and angry and I'm looking for this mouse and I'm like, you know, looking under things and uh pulling like the black backdrop of the videos apart looking for this thing. And it's, you know, basically at this point, I'm going to fucking pound it. I've had enough of this. I'm going to pound it if I see it. You've got your brownish in your frying pan. No, it was just, no, I mean, just with my fist. Just fuck this. <laughs> so annoyed my mama. And, um, yeah, I never found it. And, yeah, basically I just realized that, like, I don't want to live here anymore. And <laughs> I don't know why I never thought of it. But, like, now that Christina, you know, doesn't have that job, there's no point of us being here. Um... You know, since she left, you know, she's obviously started helping me with YouTube videos. I do more YouTube videos, but I'm still, like, more or less living paycheck to paycheck. Like, why the fuck am I paying $850 for this to live with fucking r- mice? Mm. You know, to, to live in a place where, like, people leave fucking heroin needles and to live in a place where, like, every time I go outside, there's, like, more dog shit that someone has just left. Like, just, it's it's easy. There's a fucking dog shit bin there. And I've seen them. They don't have dogs. They just come with a parcel in their hands, slightly (laughs) steaming. (laughs) You know, it's relatively fresh. They've taken it straight from the park. These aren't the owners. (laughs) There's just some really vindictive motherfucker that doesn't like someone in my building. So, yeah, basically, I'm, you know, I just got to this point where it's like, I, you know, I said to, to Christina, can we live with your grandparents? And I was, you know, naturally, I was drunk at the time, you know, because I was searching for this mouse with my fucking, you know, ready to pound So you needed a bit fist. of Dutch courage. You don't, you don't do that sober. <laughs> it wasn't like I needed, it just happened to be, I mean, I wasn't really drunk. It was just, you know, just beer. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, normally I'd see it and be like, oh, no. But, you know, after like <clears throat> several <clears throat> beers, you know, it's like, oh, fight this mouse. And yeah, just at that point, I was like, right, well, can we move? 
in with your grandparents. And she said, you know, I've been thinking about that too. And that was a complete shock to me. <laughs> and that's what, that's what I'm going to do. My lease is up on the 30th of April. I'm going to go and live in Kentucky. Oh, really? Wow, it's quite a shift. Yeah. Okay, nice one. I don't know anything about mm-hmm. Kentucky. But uh, it's, it's all right. I mean, it's, yeah. only, it's, south, it's south of Indiana. You know, it's on the border with Indiana. Right, okay. Again, my geography, is, especially ge- American geography, is full of shit. So I assume yeah, it yeah. would be thousands of miles away on the other coast. Yeah. I mean, it's like a five-hour drive. So for us, it's across the country, right? Mm. But Oh, that's but, less um, than the country here. Fucking hell. I'm sure I could run it in five hours. <laughs> Maybe east to west. <laughs> you dare mock me? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you could run from like London to Edinburgh. I don't think I could run for more than twenty seconds, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think I've run anywhere since I I was fourteen. Yeah, I don't think I've run anywhere. I've had no since... need to run. I'm a fucking adult. It's boring. I've, well, I've never had to go anywhere in a hurry. I can organise myself. You see. <laughs> Even then, I'd rather just be late. Yeah. <laughs> we have this thing called public transport. And for those that were smart enough, vehicles of which you can pilot yourself. <laughs> well, that's beyond me, unless we're talking about the Davros chair. <laughs> I mean, would would your friend have settled for like uh, like one of those rolly office chairs? But you know, we're not ones with like the mesh seating. With a, but with you like could a take, like, take a bowie ass. knife and just like cut out a hole that he could shit through. Would he be happy with that? Do you think? Um. I think, you know, I think that a large part of the appeal was that this would be uh, self-propelled. Oh, right. Okay. Right. So So he's just this fucking lazy, is he? Yeah. That's what it was about. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was honest about it. (laughs) He's the guy who had to ask to borrow like several hundred pounds from me because he'd spent all of his student loan on wrestling cards. Oh, God almighty. Did you loan him the money? (laughs) I had to, because he lived with me and he needed to pay rent. And he paid me, he paid me back. You know, it's it's all okay. okay. But but then, you know... He was not he was a lovely comp- bloke. He wanted to spend his life... He wanted to live his uh, life fucking shitting into a chair <laughs> that wasn't the toilet. <laughs> Those were his aspirations. Like, that does not a lovely person make. For a, good, for a good few months, all he could afford to eat was like heaping plates of steaming tatties, carrots and mash. <laughs> Tatties and mash are the same thing. <laughs> Just potatoes and carrots. Blech. One of those like anyway. boil in the bag affairs, is it? No, it wasn't. No, no. I've been boiled in a boiled in a massive saucepan. <laughs> oh, actual produce. I thought I was thinking like smash for a minute, you know, and like powdered <laughs> carrot that, that kind of reconstitutes said? itself once you add water. Is that what? Is that what? You serve because you know that you know the 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 rest the revolving restaurant they would get people say like your your mashed potatoes are so good and it was instant mashed potato. Oh really? Yeah. No, no, I've never done that. No, I've toyed well, with the idea, but well, oh. they, they the the punters won't know the difference. No, of course not. I'm never going to go to a restaurant tits. ever again. Mm. I don't blame you. On the on the topic of uh, restaurants and mouse talk, <laughs> yeah, go yeah go for it. No, it's, it's nothing. 
not much of a story, but uh, your restaurant we do has have... mice. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, that's unsurprising. I haven't worked in a restaurant that hasn't had some kind of vermin problem. Um, I, I, it's, it's a, I mean, all of them do, but it's like keeping it within a safe level. Um, particularly in London, most of them, uh, particularly central, are going to be in basements anyway. So they will literally like come out of the walls. Um, it's just keep, you know, if, if you don't keep it clean, it will just attract vermin anyway. Um, but we were comprised of a back prep kitchen and an open kitchen in the middle of the restaurant. And you would think that they would like keep on top of that, but we did, we've had evidence for a while, you know, and we see every morning, not every morning, but every now and again, you come in in the morning where they're obviously heading to bed. Um, if you're the first one in the building, you might see one, you know, running across uh, the dining hall um, to wherever right. it's fucking going. So, okay, okay cool. Well, I'm not going to catch that motherfucker. So, let it be. Um, now we were, uh, were doing uh, clearly an overdue deep clean in the open kitchen of a uh, Sunday afternoon, which involves pulling out all the fridges and what have you, and then like getting in deep. But people have been noticing a kind of a funky smell um, for the last couple of days, and they couldn't quite place it. Um, and lo and behold, we did find it. Um, it and it was a uh, it was a dead mouse, but uh, not only was it dead, it was it was stiff. almost. It was mostly decomposed, so it's not right. just like it's dead and we're finding it now. We're finding it because we smelled something and we had to dig fucking deep. But it's been there, for, been there for a long a fucking time. I mean, yeah. judging by the state of it, a couple of fucking months. And this alleged deep clean, um, we do every week. So we clearly, you know, people responsible for that sector of the kitchen had clearly been phoning it the fuck in. It's even better now because they've been uh, Sunday was always like the day that, you know, we'd have like 30 people all day. And that's why we, you know, would arrange to do the deep clean, this, that and the other. But no, these motherfuckers have gotten greedy um, and they've just block booked the fucking thing all day. You know, up was uh, I think they're capping it at 250 people at this point. Um, so there's no time. You know, the, the, the seven hours that we run the service is just people are always in. We can't dismantle the kitchen. So. Any other like tasty little surprises like that will be coming because we're not getting this thing taken apart and giving it, you know, a proper clean. No matter what we do with it, you know, uh, brushes and mops and what have you, food waste is just going to get knocked to the back of these fucking things and they're going to yeah. gorge off of it. So they just kind of happily hang out, hang the fuck out there for a long fucking time. So it's yeah. bad enough f finding that, I and mean, you know, uh, not that anyone has stood up to the owners. We don't care enough about the restaurant. We hate the situation that seems to put us in, where we're, you know, constantly bent over a fucking barrel um, with their practices. Uh, just for the listener, I should say that David has uh, David. Sorry, your name is Damien. I seem to remember has been tantalising uh, a massive walkout for quite a while. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I did them um, the other week. Teasing, uh, I should say. I am tantalized. Yeah, um, well, I mean, we're all kind of fed Tarantula up. Tarantula and a minger. Tarantula and a minger. Remember that? No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, fuck it. I lied. <laughs> it's drop and bass. What you gonna Tarantula do? Tarantula and a That's it. <laughs> Um, Go on then. Are you? You said that the uh, the owners are greedy. They don't give you enough time to clean. When's this walkout happening? Well, and can you TikTok it? 
I mean, I'll make a, a, a photo, rec a video record of it. Um, yeah. But um, they, they have a habit of like not communicating anything with um, the kitchen team, particularly when it comes to the Sunday menu, because we've had so many complaints because we're all so fucking tired that we just don't have, we just churn out food that we're not remotely proud of. And, um, and the recipes aren't up to snuff anyway. So naturally, you know, the reviews have been dipping. Um, people are noticing it because they've been getting more and more people in. They can't seem to cover up this problem. So mm -hmm. they've had people trying to kind of workshop stuff. But um, because execs simply like to talk and what have you um, until and really fall in love with their own self-importance, uh, mm -hmm. they have all the <laughs> ideas, but we're not worthy of them. So... Whenever they want to change something, um, I haven't encountered it in other places I work. If you want to change a menu, you workshop that stuff for a couple of months. You'll have tastings. You'll be given loads of paperwork on the on the matter, and you'll know in no one's. You'll know terms. what's in. You'll know the ingredients and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you're yeah. doing it as well, so these guys have been turning up, just fucking messing around with shit while we're trying to serve a, a amount of customers that we can't handle anyway. But we've just got these. Not only are they bigwigs, but they are also big people, um, and it's hard to like physically navigate around these people that are just making shit up on the fly. There's been a degree of that that's been killing my spirit over. Well, not my spirit, but everyone's spirit over the last. You have weeks. spirit. Yeah, no. Um, but last, not last week, the week before, they decided um, um, that they, what they wanted to do was start putting promotional uh, materials together because they quite like the direction that this new Sunday menu was going, and they, well, you know, if they were going to go live with it, they want to get the word out. They want to, they've been capping things at two two fifty, but since they uh, gave us a nice little knockoff oven, um, we now have the capacity to do twice that, at least four hundred. It's like oh, fucking great. Okay. You won't have any chefs to do that, but okay. Um, but yeah, they needed prom promotion materials to get the word out. So they, we didn't know until we arrived at work that there was going to be a camera crew in all day recording us. Well, I'd have done my makeup if I'd known. Well, I mean, that was a degree of what by a lot of people were kind of fucked off because we look, we'd all done like sixteen hours a you day before shagged. without. Yeah, you look look like you're working for a living. Yeah, well, no break, no food, nothing. We're all like fucking sick of this work. Um, but that, because it was legit, they all handed out release forms and what have you, and I knew immediately as soon as they gave me that paper, I was like, fine, I'm comfortable now because I know I'm not going to appear in any of this fucking stuff. But I decided to make it my fucking mission. I spoke to um, one of my friends. He's like, yeah. they'd all be kind of umming and ahhing, and they kind of made it seem like you need to sign this thing, and they're putting pressure on us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, not, not at all. And I, someone asked me, who was kind so of on the they fence. gave you one expecting you. To sign to it. say, yeah, I'd love to be in it. And you were like, I don't want to be in it. Yeah. So I'm not going to sign it. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I didn't tell them. Uh, I didn't tell them explicitly. But um, well, I, so um, how did you what did you do? Well, I, don't well, I kept I held it. On. I held on to it for the for the for the day because I knew exactly what I was going to do. Um, oh, yes. OK, so they didn't get you to sign it before doing it. No, 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 no. Well, the amateur hour 101, you always get the talent. To sign first because you always <laughs> get some knobhead who's like i'd like to do that again it's the end of the fucking day we're not doing it again well i'm not gonna sign it then or, or some shit like that you always get people to sign your release first mm -hmm. before you fucking turn the camera on yeah um so what, one of them came up to me he's like are you gonna sign it and i told them you know unapologetically and with confidence no of course not and he's like oh thank fuck for that oh I'm not going to sign it either. And in that moment, I knew what my 
my fun for the day was going to be was to go around everyone in the kitchen and convince them that they absolutely don't want to be signing it. And lo and behold, it took some time, but I got everyone to kind of agree that that wasn't going to be the fucking thing. Um, when they started asking about um, these release forms, what I had done... So sorry, was... can I just ask before you get there, did they, like, say anything? Like, by the way, there's a camera crew here today. No, they didn't tell us, you know, um, until, they, I, I, like, five but, minutes before arrival. That's what one of the But did reasons... they even acknowledge that they were there, or were these people just there? Um, what, you mean, my team, you mean? Uh, well, we anyone, to... did... Someone must have said, like, they're here for something. Yeah, no, I mean, the uh, exact chef uh, and his lackey had been around, so, like, this is what's happening today, but, like, it was ten minutes before arrival, and it's like, well, that's not f any fucking good for us. We don't have, have the room for, like, you two to kind of be sniffing around, tinkering with shit, let alone people with, uh, like, in cameras fucking around. No, 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 no. Obviously, we just say, you know, chef, and then kind of get to work, roll our eyes, and mutter to each other, but... <sighs> Well, just lump it. There's nothing else to do. Um, there's no way around it. But at the very least, um, what I saw the footage that they were getting, and uh, you know, these are full shots of the kitchen and everyone in it. So I, I don't know what it's going to be used for. Probably some like shit for Instagram, like these t ten second videos, whatever. It's going to have to be because they, no one in the kitchen signed off on. Uh, using their likeness whatsoever so there are a couple of close shots uh close-ups of people's no hands no one no one in the kitchen no 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 well done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so they i'm sure they can use stuff of people's hands like slicing meat and what have you but yeah that's that's going to be about it you're not going to get any money shots of the kitchen doing its thing with all the fire and it's an open fire kitchen and all this kind of stuff and they're really proud of it they've been buying these like rotisserie spits and stuff like that but it's all a facade because if you put anything on a rotisserie spit you need the brackets to actually hold whatever it is you put on there in place so when you rotate it it doesn't just stay well if you kind of rotate it on without a bracket it's just not going to move and that's yeah. essentially what we've got um, we've got a lot of people that are like like taking pictures of it and what have you, but as soon as you ask them, I have no problem telling telling them that no, it's all fake. We're yeah. never going to use this. This chicken is never going to be cooked. All right, it's yeah. going to be burnt on one side. One side, yeah. So it's like a yeah. kebab, but that doesn't rotate. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, oh yeah, I don't well, mind telling that. Um, yeah. If it's fully cooked, it might be used for star food, but if you're here in another half an hour, you're going to watch me put it in the bin. It's just so that you'll fucking hashtag the restaurant on whatever your fucking social media thing is. That's all it's there for, guys. Enjoy your meal. I mean, I've not been called by the managers, but I don't mind, you know, fessing what up. What do they say? What do people say when you say that? Like, uh... A lot of them kind of appreciate the candor and they kind of laugh at it and some of them might ask about the job a little bit more and it's like oh buddy i'm not gonna shit house my uh job too much how much time have you got and you're supposed yeah. to be enjoying your meal here <laughs> yeah. i wish i made more effort at this point <laughs> i like you now don't eat that for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah i mean, know what I... you found under the fridge the other week <laughs> yeah i mean i remember um you know, like I said, Christina used to be a waitress in what you, what you would call, I don't know, a four-star restaurant. I mean, obviously not Michelin star, just, I don't, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you're talking like, 
you know, two people could spend between a hundred and two hundred dollars there if they're drinking wine. Uh, you know, uh, you might get a prime rib there. Uh, you know, that'll probably cost you fifty dollars, sort of thing. And she she's had loads of fun stories of uh, customers who are absolute knobheads mm-hmm. uh, and who are like, you know, I, I the the creme brulee. Um, tell me how 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 do you do it? Because I only eat it if it's done correctly. I'm very very picky. And all the desserts, when she was working there, she would just make herself. They, they mm-hmm. had a very small kitchen. They were completely understaffed all the time. Uh, so she would just, you know, it's, she would just go in and do the creme brulee herself, come out. And uh, she did that for this woman. And this woman said, oh, this is the best creme brulee I've ever had. Could you, could you give the chef my compliments? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, no problem. Oh, dear. But then that's one end of it. The, I mean, I remember another story she had of um, serving a table of people who were really pissed off and, like, saying, like, oh, she an ugly bitch. She <laughs> an ugly bitch. She a mean... Like, in front of her. Yeah. And because and it's, it's corporate and a hotel restaurant, like, they can't do anything. Like, if that was my restaurant, you'd be fucking out. Yep. Um, I do, yeah, is that, is that all like it is for you? Well, I mean, if you do, Wait, do, do the waiters and waitresses have to take abuse? Yeah, they do. But up to a certain point, if someone's fucking around, I have seen people that have been asked to leave. You get do get some a fair bit of a drunken uh, disorderlies, and after a certain point, it's like, yeah, enjoy your meal. It's on us. You have to get out of the building right now. Hmm. But in all fairness, you know, a lot of the front of house staff are well, children, and also invariably off their fucking tits anyway. So they're not doing a great job. So you'll get hostile customers, but within reason, you know? <laughs> Somewhat hostile. Yeah. I mean, yeah. someone will be... Belligerent. Asking, someone will see their order be, like, delivered to the people next to them, to these these horrible people that don't make any point of saying, this isn't our food. They go, thanks, and eat their food right in front of them. And they, um, they'll just be too, like, too timid to say anything. Uh, they'll try and ask, uh, like, the waitress or what have you, what's going on, and she just will have absolutely no fucking clue and won't remedy the situation. It's like, I'm sorry, but, like, they have my food. Can What are you going to do about it? I don't know. And that's when people get pissed <laughs> off, you know? I'll get the, I'll get the manager. I don't, I don't know. He's like, oh, I can, yeah. sorry, um, you're eating there. Can we have the food back, please? It's not yours. <laughs> well, that's not fucking good enough. It's half eaten. Yeah. Yeah, and so you I mean, get that, sure, that you yeah. know, it's going to breed hostility. You can't ask those people to leave because they've got a fucking point. Um, <laughs> you're just going to have to comp their meal and just get it to them as quickly as you can. And this time, to the right fucking table. I mean, I've heard endless stories of um, restaurants full. Uh, someone, order, you know, there's a table, they order their food, and then they see the table next to them which came in after them, get their food first. And then it's like, what the fuck? Are you not serving me first because I'm gay, not gay, Mm. black, white, a Republican, religious, not religious, whatever. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah, they have to explain like, no, they ordered a medium rare prime rib. You ordered a fucking well done butterfly steak. It takes longer. You idiots. And then, like, people who order well-done steaks are like, it's dry. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah, what you ask for. It is. For. Um, but you have to, you just have to, 
stomach the ignorance. Um, or um, I, people who order filet mignon uh, when it comes saying, like, I thought it was fish. <laughs> like fillet of fish. You know, like fillet, McDonald's, yeah. you know? Fillet, fillet mignog. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little mignog swimming around the... Uh, we're in the sea, in the, in the water, you know, in the water. big blue wobbly thing. Uh, no, I yeah. yeah, you have to stomach the ignorance. Um, there was one guy that came in um, who ordered a T-bone steak, um, obviously wanting a porterhouse, and they're very similar right. in a lot of regards. I mean, both have a T-shaped bone, but the porterhouse will have like a, f- uh, a fillet meat on the other side. So you'll have sirloin and fillet. And uh, T-bones mm-hmm. can have uh, a fillet on it, but Considering the cut from the like the rib of the cow, it's usually just emerging, so it's not a lot of meat. It's mainly just sirloin. Um, and he was he didn't didn't seem to understand this, but he went on a fucking tirade trying to uh, berating. Um, I think the manager had to handle it in the end. Uh, he'd obviously you know he got his eye up. It's like a T-bone always has this fucking fillet meat and what have you. Um, and we had to have uh, one of the chefs go over and kind of explain that kind of stuff. He simmered down and what have you. We gave him like a fillet steak on the house because um, mm-hmm. he's a thick piece of shit and he's very grateful for that. But after the meal, he still came up and gave us all the same fucking lecture again. It's like, that's not what a fucking T-bone is. It's like, I'm there. I don't say a word because um, my role why, there why, now... Why bother? Yeah. But well, no, yeah. my role is now the butcher in that restaurant. So I cut all this stuff. I had to learn it all and I know exactly what this... Like anatomically what it is and why... Um, and I cut it all myself, you know, and it's like, you just have no idea what you're fucking talking about, dude. But it's like, I was, in, I was advised just to be quiet, lump it and just, you know, let him have his little, his say, he'll leave. If you say anything, he's not going to leave and he's going to demand more be comps. So just act like, you know, fucking nothing. Let him feel like mm-hmm. a big man and go. Like I hate this fucking job. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, the, the, this seems to be. Yeah, I, it's definitely not the place. It's the, it's the oh, it's the people. Job, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. vacation. Um, and then on the the flip side, you know, Christina's had many, many people ask for things like virgin martinis. <laughs> like you, you want, want an olive? Want an olive in olive a glass? In a glass. <laughs> yeah. Another oh. stuff as well, like a virgin, virgin Long Island iced tea, and it got to the point where it was just like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna serve them a fucking lemonade with some cherry syrup in it. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, um, a number of people uh, have, you know, gone through every red line, red wine that they had at that restaurant, uh-huh. and been like, it's all, none of it's sweet enough. It's all too dry. I want sweet wine, and she'll go in the back and. Um, put in sugar syrup into it. <laughs> into the sweetest wine they have, she'll just yeah. put sugar syrup into it. And she'll oh, tell them what, what, what it is. Yeah, they love it. And she said, yeah, if you, if you want another one like that, next time you go to a restaurant, ask for that. And, <laughs> I mean, not always. You've got to read the table, right? But, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I put I, Ribena uh, in it. Put Ribena in it, yeah. <laughs> it's berries in it. It's kind of like grapes. It matches. Yeah, I mean, I get you know. I guess when you're, um, I've never worked in a restaurant or a bar, um, but I've heard a lot about them, and I can definitely understand the, the skill of reading the room when it comes to serving people. 
you know, like, yeah, these people came in. I knew exactly what they wanted. I had the picture of Mountain Dew ready to go. <laughs> well, I haven't developed that skill. I'm way too hostile no, when it comes to no, working in an open kitchen. People try to, like, catch my eye and talk to me, and I just put my head down. Or I do anything but, you know. What do they want to talk to you about? They'll ask about, um, well, it's an open fire kitchen, so... Blokes who are into their barbecuing will ask about like the woods that we're using, the charcoal, and this that kind of, this that kind of stuff. They'll ask about the meat. It's like oh, the arrogant bastards. If they ask a question, I will invariably answer it. But I will, you know, they'll have to like make several kind of passes before I pr- actually acknowledge them because I will be busy, um, and I will use that as an excuse to not hear them. And eventually, they'll see. At one point, I'll be I'll have to check my little computer screen for the checks or what have you. And that's when they can see I'm not cutting something or grilling something, and they'll they'll, they'll, they'll save it for, for that. Mo- yeah, they'll pounce, and it's like, okay, now I've got to do this. Fine. All right, yeah. So we use silver birch, oak, charcoal for this, briquettes for that. Are you done? Can you do this with your little green egg in your garden at home? No, I didn't think so. All right, glad I could help. Bye. <laughs> Nowhere near that scathing. I'm actually quite charming. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, Damien. I'm sure. <laughs> I was talking about um, the Virgin Martini. It put me in mind of uh, someone I knew um, was a head chef at one of the restaurants in the in the Walsley Group, and they they talked about some of their meetings that they would have with. Um, their CEOs, uh, they'd have they'd talk about menu development, stuff like this. And in this restaurant, they had uh, a dish called egg in a glass, um, which was a hard boiled egg yeah. sat in a short glass. Like a shot glass? No, like a sort of tumbler. You'd have like, right. like a, you know, drink like whiskey on the rocks and something like that. Um, that's all it was. Egg in a glass, 12 quid. Um, and uh, naturally, and it's going to be like, do do you were the eggs? Did they buy the eggs in pre-shelled? Like, did they buy them in boiled? No, no, no. It was anything like that. No, they just right. they source the eggs. You know, re- respectable eggs. They cook them. You know, however they needed. But it w- it didn't sell because it was a hard boiled hard boiled egg in a glass, and no one wants to go to a restaurant and order a hard boiled egg, egg in a glass. Or at all? Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I asked, is this like a breakfast item? Hard-boiled, hard-boiled egg? Do you have that for breakfast then? No, no, no. It's on, it's on the menu all day. It's just, it's always there. Okay. So you're telling me about the meetings that we'd have. Um, so we need to like drop things from the menu to kind of uh, work, work up the GP a little bit. We want to change this, that, and the other. Well, there's this one thing that I've always been curious about, and it doesn't sell. I mean, we... Keep it prep. We will cook like 20 eggs for per service, what have you, to make sure it's always available. But no one goes for it. It's this egg in a glass. It's like, we don't need it on the menu. Surely we we get rid of it. And um, owners were very insistent. Like, no, 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 no. We can't get rid of that. Um, and uh, I still What we're known it. for. <sighs> yeah, go on. far off the rationale that they gave. It's like, you see, the thing about the uh, egg in a glass, um, the reason it has to stay on the menu is it's um, what we like to call an an attitude dish. It's, it, it encompasses what we're about here. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? So, yeah, I mean, you know, as a ex-patron of restaurants, I've never given a fucking shit about what a restaurant is about. Well, no, even 
you know. With that rationale, it doesn't actually sum up whatever they were doing. It was like, kind of like it was like Grand European like cafe thing. They were doing a lot of Alsatian food and stuff like that. Um, I and a glass has got nothing to do with any of those things. It's a, it's not a it's not particularly prominent for its breakfast for anything like that. Um, they specialized in a lot of like German sausage and stuff like the uh, a la carte dinner menus and things like that. But egg in a glass didn't fit it anywhere. But they just liked the idea of it, and they said, "No, that has to stay." And I want a restaurant the, the... now where one of the mains <laughs> on the menu just says egg. <laughs> and egg. Pounds. egg. No, just egg. Yeah, go on. That's all there is to that fucking story. It's just the one. Yeah, that, just the, it was those words. It is an attitude dish. Yeah. It's um, normally those kind of like buzzwords come from like a chef talking about like concepts within food, which kind of really make my skin crawl. But yeah, I've never heard that kind of talk out of someone that's well not a chef. But it's baffling, fucking baffling. Yeah. Do you remember me telling you about? cheeseburger salad yes <laughs> yeah at, at this bar and they were constantly trying to tell the like servers and the chefs were constantly trying to tell the owner no one orders this and likes it we, you know <laughs> like like honestly like 90 percent of people who order this send it back like no people like it i like it so people like it <laughs> well they've ordered it which means they have to pay that's fine it stays yeah that's the, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's definitely a long-term winning strategy, isn't it? Well, I mean, I'm sure it works. Uh, like, as a novelty, if you saw that on a menu, you'd kind of be intrigued. I mean, where I work, they do the same thing. They just put a cheeseburger on a fucking taco. And every time, I mean, I can hear, you know, open kitchen, I hear what these people, these customers say when they sit down with the menu. And the first thing they say, they, they always talk about is like, oh, what the fuck is a cheeseburger taco? Let's go for, go for those. Fucking hell, yum. And it's dog shit, you know. Of it really it is. is. You've got, um, you've got the combination of North American and Central American dog shit right there. Cheeseburger <laughs> and taco. You might as well be serving a fucking can of grease. It works, though. I mean, because you'll always... Burgers, they cost, like, fucking nothing to get nothing, in, you yeah. know? Um, so for a dish like that, the GPs do the fucking roof. It costs us maybe less than 10p, <laughs> those, little, those little burgers. Or they'll be sold for, like, eight quid. So, yeah, you make serious money on them. They're always going to be there. And it works. People are like, oh, I haven't seen that before. That's cheeseburgers. So I don't really have to try anything new. Oh, well, another thing they did at Revolving Disc uh, was, um, and it's a, that, has a, that started to appear in reviews as well, uh, was the price of lobster shot up. Um, so they decided... Uh, that rather than put the price of lobster up, because it was like you can have a lobster tail with your steak, mm -hmm. um, they would just n not have it. They would just drop it. But they wouldn't drop it from the menu because people expect it to be on the menu. <laughs> so ev eventually you got to the point where you had people going there three or four times and the lobster was never there. It's like people can work it out. You could always say it's they're just, on short supply, and you've just you know someone just snapped. Yeah, but you can't. You can say like that, that, but if someone if someone goes like four times over the course of like fifteen months, and you're always saying we're on short supply, yeah, like that's gonna, that's you know they're going to start putting that together and work. They just never have it. No, that is no. You're absolutely right. But these people are shameless. You know, um, 
they just yeah whatever that keeps people coming back uh, is kind of fraudulent but there's a promise that they do there's a promise that if it's available they will you know they will say that, you know we'll get it in and then it's like a legit menu item mm. it's not good practice but it's technically kind of okay i mean uh, we have to write our menus pretty much per service because we do a lot of the butchery in-house so we'll obviously decide what steaks are available um and i usually coordinate with these people but because it has to go through a chain of at least two people there's always a breakdown so they'll print off something completely fucking yes. different yeah. Um, that's not available. Uh, it's like, well, what did you do that for? Well, we can't reprint the menus now. It's like, yes, you fucking can. It's only like fucking quarter to six. Get it done. Get, get, quickly whip round the table before everyone comes in. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. We'll just tell them that um, we've run out of fillet steaks. It's like, fuck's sakes, man. Yeah, and we'll just keep. We'll we'll just do that as you know, part of the course. We're out. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this and these are silly mistakes. It's not quite as cynical as what you're talking about. It's just kind of idiocy. Um, breakdowns in communication but they don't correct it and it, they, they happen consistently and it's I don't know why it, I painstakingly have to like grade the meat and say this is available this isn't I've got this and these are all the weights and measurements or all this stuff but I have to give them this long writ list and I know that these people can barely fucking read so I make a big point of lovingly writing it out nice and clear and mm -hmm. they can't read anything off of it um Anything over a certain weight, they'll sell, sell as a special cut. Um, they have to verbalize at the table, and you know, such, um, and if it's gone, they cross it off the list and what have you. Um, nice and simple. You sell it, you cross it off. No one can, no, no one else can do it. They can't manage that for some reason. So after a certain point, I over, I oversell things. Uh, they keep selling things I no longer have, or some waitresses don't check. Um, well, not waitresses, but it's all of the front of house. Um, They'll just they'll just invent stuff that was never on the list. Um, steaks of a certain breed and weight that was never listed, never in house at any point during like the last week, you know. Um, mm -hmm. That is just yeah. No matter how easy you make it for these people, it's, you have to compete with that kind of incompetence, um, and it's yep. uh, very tiresome. Especially since I'll have to do like damage control, or if the right people are in, they'll be like. Let's just sell this and say it's this. It's like, oh no! Wow. Fuck off. And what do we they? Have... What do they do? Like you're talking with meat mainly. Yeah. So I mean, like, let's they're... just sell some fish and chips and tell them it's a burger. Well, I mean, they'll sell something um, like a porterhouse at six hundred grams, and there won't be anything. So it'll be like, try and find like one of the five hundreds that looks a bit six hundredy. That's no. definitely fucking. That's got to be illegal. I mean, well, yeah, of course it's it's fraud. Yeah. Or if um, where, where are the standards and measures men popping uh, up with their little weights? Yeah, it's and yeah, it's frequently. It's just, why don't you just sell the five hundred, tell them you're sorry, and then you know, don't charge them the extra hundred grams. All right. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Or well, one of the more egregious ones is. Um, They'll have different breeds. So they have um, like specialty breeds like Dexter, which will age an additional amount of time. Everything that comes in is like 28 day aged because it's pretty standard. But for stuff like that, they'll go 60 days or more. Um, and because it, you know, we have to hold on to that for a lot longer um, and some of the characteristics of the breed charge more for it anyway. 
um, they will like run out of those pretty quickly, uh, and someone else will be asking about it, and someone else will sell it without getting the the message. And they're mm-hmm. like, "What do we do?" So, like, well, let's just pretend this is one of them. No, no, just tell them no. Just um, and the ins- my insistence means nothing because they will just either ignore me or they'll go over my head, and I yep. will find myself or someone else cooking something completely different, and then yeah, presenting it as something else. But then as it's served, you should be shouting out like, it's not a porterhouse. <laughs> it's a rump. It's, it's a no rump. bones. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, <laughs> fuck. Uh, well, speaking on, of shameless uh, and to get off the subject of restaurants for this episode. Uh, I would, if it's alright with you, like to possibly read some fun emails I have been getting recently. Okay. Um, I got these two emails simultaneously. Uh, not exactly simultaneously, but like I'm talking about... Both, both emails were sent three... Okay, so let me, let me try and explain this properly. Um, I got an email from someone asking me about uh, being sponsored by Atlas VPN. And then a day later, I got an email from someone else asking me that. And both of these people emailed me a total of three times. Okay. I'm following so far. And um, the similarities between the emails are uncanny, but they're not completely the same, which sort of is even more worrying. Like, did did a robot write this? Because if they didn't, that's sad. So, like, hi, I am Camille, Influence Marketing Manager at Atlas VPN. I am reaching out in hopes of working together. I just came across your channel and thought that it would be a great match. <coughs> Never says my name or anything. More about us. Blah, blah, blah. Our goal is to make internet access secure and limitless for everyone. And I believe your channel would be a great fit to bring awareness about that in an entertaining way. Okay. And then, um, like a day after that, I got one from Jason, uh, which says more or less the same thing. I won't go through it again. Oh, it actually says exactly the same thing. <laughs> I am reaching out in hopes of working together. I Hi, this is Camille. <laughs> uh, but then it does say something different at the end. Would you be interested? Wouldn't you be interested in collaboration? Oh, what, like a fucking, you mean like a Nazi collaborator? Great word. Could you let me know the pricing rate for 60 seconds integration on one of your videos? Yeah, a couple of million, dickhead. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, obviously I didn't reply to either of these. And then Camille messaged me again, just circling back in case my previous email was lost in your mailbox. I am sure you have enough tasks to keep you busy throughout the day. However... I am reaching out because I firmly believe we could establish a partnership that is worth your time. Let me know if you would like to discuss some ideas. The day after that, Jason writes to me. Let me just find him. I am just checking about my previously sent emails. Have you given them some thought? I know how easy it is to get lost in the daily email shuffle. And then like two days after that, Camille messages me again and says... Hello, Camille here. I am just checking about my previously sent emails. Have you given them some thought? I know how easy it is to get lost in the daily email shuffle. It happens to me more than I'd like to admit. 
feel free to reach back to me so we can run over some ideas. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it just seems so desperate. Yeah, absolutely. Like really, really desperate. Um, so there was that. Um, I got a very I got an email from Raid Shadow Legends, um, and I'm pretty. Someone suggested on Patreon that I or that that email becomes a T-shirt, and that's what I'm working on. Oh, okay. I'm working on it. That is a brilliant idea, um, and I'm going to change it just enough. Uh, and by change it, I mean I might try and see if I can change the phone number to like the Kremlin hotline or something. <laughs> but um, okay, yeah. So I'm not going to read it all. It's just you know, hi name, hi name, hello, <laughs> hello. Hope this email finds you well. My name is new space new new line. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then it goes on about Raid Shadow Legends, which is, like, advertised everywhere. Like, the fuck advertised out of it. Yeah. Okay, then all the usual shit. We're interested in the 60 to 90 second integration at the first half of the video, plus links at the top of the description, blah, 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 blah. Right? And then, at the end, it says, in, in small print, All information and attachments included in this email are confidential and intended for the original recipient only. You must not share any part of this message with any third party. Copy, distribute, use, review, reproduce, or take any action in reliance upon this message without the written permission of the sender. If you have received this message by mistake, please let us know immediately. Blah, blah, blah. Like, sorry, this is an unsolicited email. I can fucking do what I want with it. <laughs> Red rag to a bull, no? The best one, though, is, uh, if I may, just one more, and this is very short and easily the best one. Hello, sir. I am the advertising manager of a digital currency mining company. Since the company wants to expand globally, we need to use your video to help us promote it. <laughs> of course, we will also give you a rich... For the amount, please contact me WhatsApp. <laughs> a rich, a rich. I want a rich. I want. I would like four rich, for thirty time. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, after all those that kind of correspondence, you should be Mr. Moneybag by, by now. Fuck it all. George, you could make £500 by selling your soul. Because that's what we're talking about. It's never like a lot of money anyway, really. Um, but, but I suppose if we did it on every video... Opportunities. I... Yeah. Yeah, I, it could lead to a, a mass fucking exodus of viewers from my channel. I hope it would. <laughs> I, know, well, I, mean, I thought I that's to, what this you know, podcast was all about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we're done. Okay, cool. So I hit hit the button, or do I say goodbye first? Is it worth saying goodbye? I, oh, I said that very close to the mic. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wanted to say um, uh, Cronenberg Romance. If you ask me, you can trace that back, really, to Kafka with Metamorphosis. One day, dude turns into a giant cockroach. Do people still love him? Answer is no. <laughs> That's basically it, right? Like, like you wouldn't have loved Jeff Goldblum as if he was the fly. That'd be really hard to have a relationship. Like, just, just gross, just disgusting, disgusting. 
No, but pre-fly um, beefcake. Pre-fly, uh, he was blah, hot blah, as fuck. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, and they really, they they put that up front and center. It's like, well, I know I'm going to be gross the rest of the movie, so I better make sure I'm shit hot now. <laughs> yeah. Life uh, is a fly. Uh, well, thanks for listening to this, everyone. Yes, indeed. I guess. And Unless it was uh, not by your own choice, in that case. Um, oh, a dreadful apology. Yeah, but I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>